I can also see the seedling, so I got you covered there. So you know what's above me. There's a shadow that concerns me, but we're just going to go with it. Hello, and welcome to Ram Jack and the secret of the ancestors' capital. Hello, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ram Jack National Studio is a co-host and friend, Brad. Hi. Oh, hey. Hey. Oh, hey, friend. We made it. You made it. Yes. Um, you know what else is making it? The tomato plant in my window. Guys, mm. I am actually kind of afraid of the indoor garden I've placed in my window now. So when I went to Tennessee, my mother gave me an Easter gift. She gave me the gift of a tiny uh, cherry tomato plant. It was about a foot and a half in radius of like plant matter. And since then, um, I haven't uh, really noticed, I've just been watering it, and suddenly I realized that it is now three feet in plant radius, and it takes up Ooh. one whole window, and there are tomatoes all over it, and it's actually creeping into my orchids and my other plants. It's basically strangling my garden and filling it with tomatoes. I well, have... Okay. Hey, you know, the plant's expanding. The other plants aren't expanding fast enough. It's classic plant, um, I don't know if that's, um, nice. an empire that it's building of tomatoes or what. All right, here's what you do. You take those tomatoes, cut them in half, a little olive oil, a little thyme, a little mm. rosemary, some parsley, set the oven to 350 degrees, and then slow cook them for about 45 minutes, and you're solid. See, that's, that's a tomato... recipe tip. That's a recipe <laughs> tip from Ramjack. That's a tomato plant doesn't realize that I'm letting it do that. So we can have wonderful Throw a little tomatoes. garlic in the mix as well. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds really good. So Brad, We've got a lot to get into today. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about Perfect Strangers. Definitely. Um, the Rent Strike should be a fun episode for, for all to hear. And of course, we're going to answer some questions later, because goodness knows, um, you, put, you put these two minds together. We're going to get some answers. We'll get some answers. Uh, but first, there's obviously things going on in this world that we need to talk about. Brad, in Wisconsin, a father has gotten a restraining order against another child in his daughter's class because of bullying. He has, a restrain, his, he has a restraining order for his child against another child. Yes. When you first told me about this, I thought you were saying that a, a parent had a restraining order for themselves against a child. <laughs> it was very confusing. That would be crazy. Um, I can't get close to my child. Restraining order. Nah, what are you doing to do? But no, a father was, was tired of this, their child getting bullied. Um, the alleged bullier, which I guess in a court found them a true bully, so they get granted the restraining order, um, obviously got a little physical with the girl, but also said things like, I want to slit your throat and watch you bleed. Blah. Um, this girl is not the only person who's the target of this victim. Other people has come forward, other kids, and said, look, we're also getting bullied. And the school didn't really do anything about it. So that's what pushed the father to get the restraining order. That's crazy. Like, the school's gotta do some shit. You can't do that. Not an option. You can't, you can't, like, when your school, like, gets to the point where they have to get a restraining order, your school's done. Goodbye, school. Could I didn't realize a child could get a restraining order from another child. I mean, it's good if it, if in this situation, but that is, that's interesting. To me, it anyway. Seem, it seems unwieldy. It feels like yeah. there should be, I mean, something you should be able to do before that, but whatever. Okay, now let's peel back the veil a little bit. Uh, school officials refuse to comment on the situation. Um, most likely due to confidentiality issues. But the school district spokeswoman, uh, named Tanya Rudder, has stated that there are two sides to every story. And that's what oh. she said. No. That, first of all, that's fucking bullshit. That's weird. 
You should, you should launch an investigation. You should be like, well, why wasn't this bully taken care of? Why wasn't there mediation? Why was this kid threatening other kids? Like, how on point was this kid with their bullying that no adult saw it? Um, I mean, once you get to, like, like threatening to, sl- to, to slit throats in the night, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the other side is. <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean... He's a sociopath. What he? What else is he supposed to do? He's in a public school. We can't put Listen, him in his own class. He's going to kill the this, teacher. He's threatened many times. This kid's a sociopath, yes. But your kid is just... I mean, your kid is just asking for it. <laughs> Why is your kid such a little bitch? <laughs> Why is your, your kid- five-year-old child such a little bitch? Like, why? Listen, can we talk about the fact that this kid is a chump? Like, come on, asking for it every time. <gasps> the other kids say, "Hey, there's something on your shirt." They fall for it every time. I mean, don't you want to hit your kid? Come on, be real with me. <laughs> I mean, two sides to every story. And there's that- always two sides. <laughs> I want you to tell me the other side of this story, Brad. Um. Um, not too far from Albany, New York, in South Glen Falls, uh, two boys were injured after an inflatable bounce house was swept away by a gust of wind and ultimately carried 50 feet into the air. Yeah, this is bonkers. First of all, we gotta get, we gotta stop having these bounce houses. They're dangerous. Um, like these kids like fell 15 feet. Yep. 15 feet, like for a teen tween child. Tiny children, one of them was 10-year-old, which is, look, 9-11 year olds, we know this, they're tiny children. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three kids, though, one five, six, and one 10, and they all fell out. Um, but one of them reached the height of, well, it reached the height of 50, 20 feet with the kids inside of it. But like you said, some of them fell out around 15 feet. Uh, that's, yeah. that's the size of a freaking telephone pole. Yeah. That's high. How did a bounce house, like, were they, it was staked to the ground, too. Like, eyewitnesses claim that the guy did a good job. Um, well, but those things, like, they're just held down with, like, these little stakes that go in the ground that, like, I mean, the, that does nothing. It's, I didn't know like, they it's were It's a this, giant balloon. Yeah, I, well, this may be me. Because of the way they inflate them, and there's not helium, it's just hot air, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if, if a bounce house could do something like this. Because I've been in a bounce house, I mean... It's a fun time. We get them for summer camps a lot. Hmm. And now I'm realizing... Part of the problem. Yeah. Part of the problem. At any moment... Here's the other side of that story. <laughs> part of the problem. <laughs> well, I was... I remember one night, a lot of the counselors got in there, because we had it for 24 hours. We're like, you know what? We're going to go jump in there. So we all got in there and jumped. I didn't know that we were going to about to bit wisp away, like, 15 feet in the air and thrown out of this. And mm-hmm. also think about this. It's not like it just jumped into the air. Like, it was f- rotating. That would have been a nightmare. Yeah. I, so you think we should just stop bounce houses in general? I think we should stop bounce houses. Uh, guys, spoiler alert. Uh, later on the show, we're probably going to be hearing a little bit more about bounce houses. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. Um, here's another thing. Before you think this is an isolated incident, uh, my girlfriend uh, knows someone who used to file insurance claims, and she remembers them saying something about, yeah, this happens all the time. You'd be surprised yeah. how many insurance claims are for my child fell out of a bounce house that was a runaway inflatable uh at this point a dirigible when it's in the air like that mm-hmm. it's crazy just beware kids were people were afraid of trampolines the new fear you should have is bounce houses yeah why do we you know like as adults like i don't know any torture devices that we are regularly uh, 
um, assume to enjoy. Like, we don't, we don't do this kind of nonsense. But, like, kids, like, here, get on a trampoline. Here, get in a bounce house. Here, uh, hop, in a sw- hop on the diving board. Jump into the swimming pool. Uh, what can we stop trying to kill children? I understand. <laughs> like, a lot of, like, there's two sides to every story. A lot of people have kids that they just don't want. They're bad parents. Maybe we'd be better off without their chump kids running around. I don't know. But, like, Brad, how many restraining orders were filed better. against you in our youth that I didn't know about? Friends that, you know, just suddenly, well, why isn't so and so hanging out with us anymore? Well,. I don't know. There's two sides to every story. Hmm. Yeah, bounce. I that is an aw- that is an awesome observation. The fact that I mean, we go to amusement parks, but those are like safe, super engin- overly engineered things, mm-hmm. and rarely does anyone get injured on them. When they do, it's horrific. But at the same time, proven. When we're adults, we do more things that are kind of low key, not so unsafe. But we throw kids into danger all the time. What's that yeah. about? What's that about? When we go into when we go into danger as adults, yeah, like a roller coaster, amusement park ride, all that. It's yeah, we've it's like all the safety. But a kid? Oh fuck! Here, here, here's a, here's here. Jump in this box of broken glass. That sounds like a thing, right? Do that. <laughs> Three kids injured when they jumped into a box of broken glass at a child's birthday party. Parents completely surprised. <laughs> um, here's another surprise in Texas. Uh, there was a woman in her in her 30s posing as a teenager at school, at a high school. Why? Uh, her name was Charity Ann Johnson. She obviously uh, was an didn't atheist. answer the question, Alex. <laughs> well, she enrolled in New Life Christian School, a private Gross. institution in uh, Longview, Texas, posing as a 15-year-old homeschooled student who wanted to transfer to the school. She started classes as a sophomore in October uh, 2013. So I guess she's been doing it for a year. Um, yeah, no one ever questioned her story. She was like, okay, cool. I'm not sure where your parents are when you're enrolling in school, but all right, come on in. That is weird. Um, apparently she was crashing at someone else's home, maybe another student perhaps. And the police uh, were called over and she told them, hey, I was born. She told them the lie because she was still under the alias of this high school student. She's like, yeah, I was born in, uh, uh, 1997, and the police ran her records and fingerprints were like, no, you weren't. What are you doing? Because the friend she was crashing at, I guess they had a falling out, and she was kicked out of the house. That's why they called the police. Wow. So, what? I just... Why? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's the big mystery here, Brad, and that's why I'm bringing it to you. Uh, the principal... Uh, is quoted as saying, the why? Nobody seems to know why. There's a lot more to find out. That's the quote from the principal. Basically, uh, two sides to every story. Why are schools telling us this bullshit? Don't know. Brad, why would a 30-year-old pose as a 15-year-old high school student, garner the trust of the neighborhood, and then be forced to come out? I, I, Thoughts, feels, uh, concerns? It, Obviously, there's concerns, but... There's so many concerns. Like, first of all, I, I just don't... I don't understand why. <laughs> I just like, why do you want to go back been a, to school? Could it have been a writer trying to get in there and get like the high school experience for their new young adult novel? Because that's weird. Definitely you had the high school not. experience. I'm, I'm looking at this mugshot. Oh, definitely not. Oh, I haven't seen for, the mugshot. Oh, uh, well, just hold on. First of all, like, why is there a mugshot? What exactly is the crime? Because it's not a public school. She's not taking funds. It's a private school. 
I guess is it is it fraud? Are you because you're getting other people to pay for your high school? <laughs> well, she was crashing with someone, um, but I mean that's not illegal. But they t she told him that that she was an orphan. Oh. She pretended to be a straight up orphan. Wow. Okay. Not what I expected at all with the mugshot. She was arraigned uh, on charges including giving false, fictitious information to authorities. Well, that's nothing. Well, I guess she lied to a policeman, and that is, I'm pretty sure, a crime. Yeah, but I'm like, it's a crime, sure, but uh, <laughs> not the hugest of crimes. Teachers were crying and students were crying, and her best friends just couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Another quote from someone. Um, I think the family took her in. I just don't know why she did it. Why put yourself and others at risk to do something like this? I, I guess she tried to go back to school. Life, life is tough as an adult. I mean, I think it's fun. I think it's infinitely more enriching and engaging and just worthwhile as an adult out of school, personally, but not everyone can handle it, I guess. That's so weird. It is weird, Brad. It is weird. I just... <sighs> you know 2020 is going to do something about this. They've got to. They, they love taking these little weird stories and trying to expand upon it. It's like, one, one of those is, is going to do, do something. 30, 31 years old, Alex... Next okay. year, the two of us. Yep. Going back. Gonna, we're going back. <laughs> going back. Uh, we're get, we're uh, we're somehow gonna get your sister in on in on the deal. She can yeah. help us get us in enrolled in Southside. Uh, we're going back to high school. No one's gonna question that we're thirty-one year old men. <laughs> no one. I mean, how did she like? She and they're about like her friends and the, so it's not like she was like. Cause I know I remember hearing a story about this like a couple years ago, and it was like this person like disguised, but and the, but it was like it was like this woman uh, who was a lesbian pretending to be a teenage boy. What? Yeah, huh. and like, and uh, her girlfriend uh, found out, <laughs> and <laughs> as you do, and that's. <laughs> And that's when that fell apart. She, why are you writing papers all the time? Why are you doing weird? Why are you doing all those math problems? Is this like, is this like ge high school geometry problems? I'm helping a friend with. No, 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 no. Her high school girlfriend. Oh. That thought she was dating a teenage boy. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought it was her adult girlfriend, and she would just leave really early no. in the morning, get home at like three in the <laughs> afternoon, and it's like, there's an odd pattern here. <laughs> why do you want to go to the high school that football backpack? game? Yeah. <laughs> why you got that backpack? Why you got these weird textbooks? No reason. Okay, don't worry about it. You got your hair really short, and it's cool. I love it, but I don't know. Yeah. Something's, something's going on yeah. here. Why you wear that? But in that jacket? thing, she also. She also like ended up like living with like her girlfriend's like family because she like said like she like like got kicked out of her house or something. Mm. I, See, there's a pattern there. Two people trying to get into people's houses. I mean, people just, these these people just want to like go and like like live off somebody else and like go back to school. Like maybe that's what I should have done. I should I should have like <laughs> pretended to be a high school student and then just ingratiated <laughs> myself to a family. Well, Brad, um, as we all know, it's never too late. At, at, well, at a young see, 31, I, you could pass as a 15-year-old, and no one's going to question you as long as you're paying money to a private school. A instead, public school, they would call your shit, Mr. Belvedere, sure. I went the Mr. Bel Belvedere Charles in Charge route. I should have gone... I should have gone the, uh, um... um Bright-eyed sophomore, fresh from homeschool, not understanding the world, just looking for a place in a private institution. Looking for that... <sighs> on that eye with the Ivy League. I should have gone 21 Jump Street is what I should have done. <laughs>
Guys, I... If there's any people in high school listening to this show, look at the people beside you next the next time you're in class and really look at them and think, is that a 31-year-old? Is that an adult posing as a child? Because it could be. Easily. It's happened exactly. twice. It's probably happened. How many times have we not caught these people? Uh, to our to our uh, high school listeners that exist in droves, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, just mention uh, Mr. Belvedere or Charles in charge. If, uh, if, they, if, some, if your classmates know what you're talking about and they don't listen to this podcast... You've got a Trixie amongst you. See something, say something immediately. There's always two sides to every story. (laughs) And only two. Only two. It's an odd uh, duality to everything. We live in a binary world. Deal with it. Speaking of sides, Brad, there is a, a large study mounted by the University of Utah and in a scientific journal, uh, that's about to be published, they discovered that people tend to fear things to their left a lot more than they do to their right, physically. There, was, there were quite a few tests on what they did to discover this, but one of the ones which was more interesting was they basically put them into a simulation where they were in a city, or maybe they used their own city, and they heard news that an earthquake had happened either to the east or west. And if they heard it come from the West, they got terrified. Like they thought, we're gonna get aftershocks. Oh my goodness, it's coming for us. If it came from the East, they thought, meh, you know, it's really bad that happened to them, but meh, I got stuff to do. I gotta go to the grocery store, whatever. Um, So not only is it on a personal level, uh, which was one another study they did where they found out like physically, like if I look to my left, I'm gonna be more cautious than things to my right. Uh, which just looking in my room presently while I'm recording, I am much more afraid of the door that's slightly ajar than my closed windows and that tomato plant, which is seemingly taking over all of my view anyway. I'm not worried about the right so much as I am to the left presently, but in the study, not only is it your physical presence immediately, but also your larger physical presence on a map, which is interesting. So with that being said, Brad, Brad, you're looking to your left. What do you see? Are you okay? Brad, oh Brad, what's going on? Brad put his hand Oh my god, oh my god. Talk to me, talk to me, friend. Sir, I got scared, I got scared. There's a lot of sunlight, um, it's peeking through the blinds. It was coming for me, it was coming for me. Now, what's to your right, out of curiosity? Um, another window, but it's more shaded. Now, here's a question I have. Knowing Hmm. armed with this, this new truth that we've discovered that we're more fearful of things on our right, I mean, on our left than on our right, did you purposefully sit in the room to where your left would be toward what you fear more and your right would be more comfortable on something you're not afraid of? Hmm. Now that's more of a larger know. question. But that or is it said, because just the layout of this room uh, provides this to be the most uh, decent place to record from? Hey, 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 I'm just throwing out ideas. I don't know. Wild speculation. We know it's Ramjack. But that. But I mean, said, also, also think about this. Think about this. Okay. Who are you right. more afraid of? Uh, the, the vile tactics of that dangerous, horrific communist socialist, Barack Hussein Obama. Hmm. Or America's sweetheart, uh, Ann Coulter. Huh. Rush Limbaugh. Old Sean Hannity. Clearly, uh, the people on the left are scarier. <laughs> I was going uh, geographic location. I thought, well, I don't know where those people live. I, well, Obama's definitely in D.C. I'm not worried about him. Physically, oh, yeah. I am not worried about him at all. He's a cool guy, you know? He's just chilling over there. But any California, though, the West, 
I also thought immediately when I heard this story, when we were kids, obviously, and tornadoes just, you know, destroyed massive parts of our hometown, mm -hmm. we were constantly, because storms move from uh, west to east. So I thought, is that something? Like, weather just in the States comes from that direction? It wasn't a broader study of the world, it was definitely the United States, so I wonder if that's another cultural thing. But by and large, guys, if there's something to, I would say also, you know, be careful, because something can be dangerous to your right. Don't just trust something because it's to the right of you. I know you're afraid of others on your left. How about you be afraid of everything around you? I mean, that's- Guys, be more afraid of what's behind you right oh, now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Directly, centrally behind you oh. right now. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening, just relax. Don't take out your earbuds. Whatever you do, you don't, don't want to hear it. Don't, don't. And you don't want it to know, because it's so close, it can probably hear what I'm saying right now. No, seriously. Do not move, all right? right. I want okay, you to look to the right down. slightly. Okay, look to the right. If you can't see it, okay, good. Look to your left, can you see anything? Oh my god. Oh no, okay, nothing. There's no, okay, nothing there's nothing there. there. That means it is directly behind you. Guys, I am sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's oh nothing god. I can do. It's oh, too late. Maybe if it's they keep looking late. forward, it won't, they won't do anything. Here's what I want you to do, guys. Guys, it's super scary if it's right behind you. I know you're scared. I know you're scared. Just close your eyes really tight. All right, keep them closed, keep them closed, keep them closed. Do whatever you do, keep them closed. All right, good news, it's not behind you anymore. It's directly in front of you. <laughs> oh no! It's Don't cool. open it's your cool. eyes! Just get ready, get ready and open your eyes! <laughs> oh no! I'm so sorry! I'm so sorry! <laughs> if it's gone, good. But it's probably gonna come back, so just <laughs> Well, we lost some more ready. listeners. I but be ready. It, it'll come It knows back. that you know now. It knows, it knows that you know. Yeah. Don't look which up. Which is probably... Uh, it could be on the Two sides ceiling. of every story, that's much more dangerous. I'm sorry. <laughs> be on the lookout is all I've got to say. It's going to be pissed. Oh, it's going to be so mad. Brad, uh, there's a game. Look up. up. No, okay, don't look up. You're good. You're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, whew. oh goodness. So, so scared. Brad, there's a Japanese pharmaceutical company. Mm -hmm. I believe it's pronounced Otshoka Pharmaceuticals. And they are gonna be the first commercial company to advertise on the moon. Who are they advertising to? Um, uh, that's a really good question. I think they're advertising to everyone. And by that I mean, obviously with the press conference of, hey, uh, in October 2015, we are gonna be sending this to the moon to land. Um, and they're sending a giant aluminum-like, I mean, it's actually made out of titanium, I think, or steel, but they're sending a giant, replica of a tiny soda can uh, and inside of it is a lot of this type of cola powder they have called pokiri sweet i think that's how you pronounce it um All right so they have this pokiri sweet thing and there's a huge tub of that um there's a key that are, is going to be given to any child that submits their dream to the project um this is where it gets a little weird um and you can't open it without a key. So they're going to give children who submit their dreams and or 31-year-old women who pose as children uh, mm -hmm. who submit their dreams. And with that key, you can open up this um, container on the moon. You can get a little packet of the sweet stuff to drink with moon water, hopefully. And you can mm -hmm. also read, because they have on a giant uh, spindle, all the dreams that will be submitted. It's a dream mm -hmm. canister. It is a sweet canister. Um, drink uh, Pakiri Sweet. So they're hoping that eventually this one of these kids that happens to have a key uh, will be able to get up to the moon and get this. Yeah. They're, one of their big things is 
um, hey, we want to inspire children to want to go to space. What better way than to give them a key that one day they can hopefully go to the moon and open this this cola stand. And then maybe, who knows, sell it on the moon. All right, now first things first. A, if you really want some of this, why don't you just go to the store and buy some? Maybe going to the moon is a little overkill. The truth of the matter is what they want is those dreams. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking too, Brad. Anyone that's going after this wants to steal children's dreams. Hey, we'll give you a key for your dreams. Hey, go get some powder on the moon. Okay, here's what we want to do. We want you to give us all of your dreams. We're going to take them away, and then you're going to have to... We're going to see who gets those dreams first. <laughs> oh, shit. They're going to be sealed in a steel canister. We're stealing your dreams, the and then we're going to force you to... And you know what's going to happen then? Because the thing is, we aren't going to just trust people giving people our dreams, obviously. Especially not an evil corporation. So what's going to happen is, there's going to be some kids going to be like, oh, I want my dreams back. I want my dreams. I want to see these dreams. I got to know the dreams of all the children. I got to rescue them. So there's fi- there's going to be some people that are really trying to do this. And somebody's finally going to make it up there. And they're going to go and they're going to get the dreams. And that's when the evil corporation shows up. Ha 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 ha. You're never getting these dreams. These are our dreams. Unlock it and give me those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> They've That's been on the happen. moon waiting. <laughs> long con. Long con. I mean, that can happen. We, we this powder is poison. It, <laughs> well, it actually could be. I mean, if you wanted soda, if you wanted soda, you should have stayed on planet motherfucking Earth. No! Drink your poison, kid. I'll take your dreams. The, the moon where dreams die. <laughs> where dreams go to die. Goodbye, dreams. I mean, that's, Brad hit it on the head. We cannot trust pharmaceutical companies. Um, they're always, they're always doing wily schemes. And now they're stealing children's dreams. And also, they're right behind you. Oh no. Wait, the children's dreams or the pharmaceutical companies? Pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> they know you're too close to the truth. Guys, close your eyes. Close them. Hold, hold them shut. Hold them shut. Hold them shut. All right, it's going to be right in front of you. <laughs> Open your eyes. Uh, hey, you know, worst case, they got him. And uh, if you're still listening, as you struggle, um, just 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 let it happen. <laughs> There's nothing you can do right now. Nothing There's we nothing can do. you can do. All we can tell you is good luck. Um, we appreciated your listenership, and we appreciated the community and the family of Ramjack that you brought. Thank you. If you opened your goodbye. eyes and didn't see it, yeah. Goodbye. Bye-bye. If you didn't see if anything. If you're too scared to open your eyes, we understand. But it's probably too late for you. Probably too Kiss late. Kiss your dreams goodbye. Your dreams are already gone. They got your dreams. But for those of who are still with us, who opened their eyes, and for some reason, the pharmaceutical company wasn't there, there may be something behind you. You can never know for sure. Maybe live in a mirror, put mirrors all over your house. Then you can see everything. Brad, there's no, I can see, right now me and Brad are in a safe place because he can see what's directly behind me and I can see what's directly behind him. That's what we should start doing. That's why FaceTime was invented. Not yeah, so people could communicate. Buddy, buddy system. Buddy, buddy system. system in all scenarios. So you could see if there's someone behind you and a buddy yes. would know. That's why we did FaceTime. That was Steve Jobs' dream with the iPhone. Few people don't realize that. Brad, uh, whew, this has been, there's crazy stuff happening in the world and also in on our local satellite, the moon. Brad, let's bring it back down. Oh, Brad, what's happening? Brad, what's happening? I can't see behind you. All I can see is to your left. I see myself inside the microphone. Oh my goodness. Brad? Brad? <laughs> Guys, we may or may not have lost Brad. He's effectively made me close my um, um, camera eye. 
in Orlando. Who's there? Who's there? Maybe I can call for help. Chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim chiru. Hello, can I help? <laughs> chim chiru, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Did you have a mystery what needed solving or possibly yes. chimily that needed what cleaning? Um, no chimneys need sweep today, chim chiru. What I need you to do is find out what happened to Brad, my co-host and friend. Is he okay over there? I believe so. <sighs> what happened, chim chiru? Um, well, I intercepted your podcast because I wanted to take this opportunity. <laughs> Oh. To possibly suggest you watch a couple of fine films. Oh, I'm always in the mood for, for cinema. What's going on? Well, there's some great films. I believe you should possibly watch The Italian Job. Oh. Or possibly The Dark Knight Rises. Two great films, both featuring the greatest actor of our generation, Sir Michael Caine. He is a good actor. I really do. I do appreciate his uh, work. He's not a good actor. He's a great actor. <laughs> greatest actor of our generation. Please enjoy. Wait, who's, who's, which generation? <laughs> like, like my generation? Our, our collective generation. Uh, okay. Our, yes, all of our generations. Okay, cool. Jim Chiru, thank you. I'm glad Brad's okay. Um, I will definitely take those movie recommendations to heart. And I thank you that you are always at the ready whenever someone calls your name and needs help. I'm always there, right behind you. And just out of frame. Thanks, Jim Chiru. <laughs> Jim Chiru. Hey, hey, Brad? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, here. oh, okay. Oh. I lost you there for a minute, buddy. Guys, it's time for um, for a nice uh, thought exercise on Ramjack that we've grown to love. It is called Advice the Game, and everybody needs some um, advice. It's called Giving Advice the Game. Giving Advice the Game. My apologies. Much like other games, I don't really realize the rules or titles of them well until we started playing them. Uh, Weeks it's a game you years. created, Alex. It's a game I created up here that I still do not know the full rules to. But anyway, um, Brad, let's listen, to, let's listen to some people's please. I am a lesbian in a relationship with the most wonderful girl I've ever met. And we, and I'm pretending to be a high school student. <laughs> We're engaged. She makes me so happy. But we have a mutual guy friend who has a big crush on me. Since both me and my girlfriend are in the closet and our relationship is a secret, the guy has begun asking me, no, asking my girlfriend and plenty of other people to set me up with him. And they try. Why is your girlfriend trying to set you up with another dude? Okay. You gotta, gotta prove your love, gotta prove it. They try constantly. At first it was just a joke and childish teasing, but I've gotten, but it's gotten steadily worse. He's nice, he's 100% awkward. He's a major, oh, yeah. he's a, okay, let, let, let me restate, I'm sorry about this. He's nice, he's 100% awkward. He's That's a, not a good thing. He's, he's a, 100% awkward. Wow! <laughs> Oh, hey, I brought you up. Oh, no! That's what you get for carrying 30 pies? I, what's up with that? Here's the kicker, Brad. He's a major Christian. And I'm gay! My well, then there's no problem. Like, you'd be like, oh, I'm a lesbian. Whoops! Whoa! I shouldn't have had all those bananas around. <laughs> My girlfriend cries about it all the time and doesn't, and it doesn't help her depression. What should I do? First off, um, I just want to say at the bottom of this, your girlfriend cries about this? Didn't you say your girlfriend tried to hook this dude up with you? Why is she upset? Uh, Look, grow up, shut up, uh, first and foremost. <laughs> Brad's advice to every human being on the planet right now. One, is it, has it ever failed? Has it you. ever failed to work? <laughs> Grow up, shut up, be careful of what's to your right. Also, the moon may have poison on it. Be careful, children. Guard your dreams. Guard, Guard your dreams, <laughs> stay off the moon, and watch out for that thing that is directly behind you right now. 
All right, Brad, any any more thoughts on this? They're engaged. I, just tell the dude you're a lesbian engaged Look, to a woman. Look, but he's so nice. He's so he's 100% awkward and he's a Christian. If he's so nice, when you tell him he's a lesbian and he flips out, guess what? He's not so nice anymore. That's yeah, that's that's the real thing. He's I don't know if he's a nice guy. Why would you even put the Christian part in there? I know that you're gay and you're in the closet, but well, because uh, Christians hate the gays. Uh, well, not all Christians do. Um, well, but true. A lot Most of the... Christians are shitty Christians, thankfully. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Luck- luckily, most people are more moral than their shitty fucking religion. But Th- yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with their religion. Yeah, I, I would say just come out. Well, maybe not. Okay, look, I don't want to force anyone to come out on anything like that because I guess that's a very that is a very personal thing. Sure, um, but you're engaged. People are gonna find out. Yeah. It's cool. Like, you're I, like, planning to get married. But if you want to keep it hush-hush, just tell the dude to back off. Be like, dude, I don't like you. But I'm so awkward. Look, I'm... Uh, 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 uh. Let's go shopping. I fell into the rack. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I have three sweaters on on accident. Oh, no. My foot went into a pail, and I'm going across the floor. Praise him. Yeah, dude, look. <laughs> look, dude. 100%. 100% awkward. <laughs> Can I take you on a date? Yeah, just get rid of the dude. Just be like, dude, I'm not interested. Not interested. Yeah. Grow up, come out of the closet, shut up. <laughs> okay, now, there seems to be a theme on this website. Oh, there's only two questions on this one. Oh, okay, here's another one. Brad, here's another person seeking our advice. Okay. I have a wonderful friend who's been in my life for a long time and is pretty much my favorite person. We care about each other like family. She's a big girl. I won't call her fat because I've never heard her use that term for herself. And I've seen her overcome a lot of shame to become confident and absolutely stunning. However, that's a very sinister point to put a however in, by the way. Her health has been taking a turn for the worse lately. To be clear, I don't think any of her health problems are due to her weight, but I do think she's ignoring some potentially dangerous symptoms because she's afraid of how she'll be treated by doctors. How do I talk to her about her health without making the issue worse? My friends are really worried she won't seek care. If it helps, I'm an ally. Oh, if it helps, I'm an ally with a fat acceptance group in our city, but I'm afraid even inviting her to join us would make her upset. What does she do? Uh, grow up, shut up. Uh, well, that's a given. I think we should rename this game <laughs> Grow Up and Shut Up, the game. I'm, I got to give, I had to give you my, my first initial is Grow Up and Shut Up. If you have a medical problem, go to a doctor. If you've got insurance, if you've got insurance, if you've got insurance, you, you're on cloud nine. You're living the life. You're so lucky and awesome. It's so great. Um, go to a doctor. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, oh, I, I'm, I've got body issues, so I can't go to a doctor because I'm afraid what the doctor will say. Why? Like, shut up. <laughs> go to a doctor. You're, you, you're, you're too embarrassed to go to a doctor? Well, if you're too embarrassed to go to a doctor, then just get your shit under control. <laughs> I don't... What is your problem? Uh, I mean... If you're so... If I... Like, if you got... Get over your fucking issues. Grow up. <laughs> um, I, of course, take a slightly different approach to that. I agree with you 100%. A lot of people should probably just grow up and shut up uh, across a broad range of issues that they have. Uh, my heart does go out to this woman because obviously body issue is a huge thing. Especially, I mean, sure. as much as it, it is cross-gender and definitely cross everything, um, our society is a lot, puts a lot more pressure on women. So I can understand they're wanting to tiptoe around this issue. 
Um, and I do understand because I, I've read articles about it and people have talked about it. Um, doctors do kind of, I mean, and it, it's because the doctors are telling them the truth. It's like, look, you got to lose weight. Um, it doesn't say how big this girl is, but the fact that she doesn't call her fat because her friend doesn't call her fat is indicated that this woman is probably obese. Um, yeah. Let's just read between those lines. And for the sake of the argument, let's just say that she is, let's say morbidly obese, uh-huh. um, but very competent, confident and absolutely stunning. Um, so yeah, if you go to your doctor, they're professionals, unless they're bullies, in that case, get a restraining order, but um, they're professionals. Yeah, they're going to tell you, look, your weight is way out of control and need help, but they're also going to focus on the things that actually are a matter with you immediately. If yeah. if, she, if her health is going down the, the drain, I wonder what's actually happening. If it's not related to her weight, which it might actually be related to her weight, unless she's got like a super drug problem, in which case, go to the doctor and they'll help you, and then they'll say, by the way, you need to get take care of your weight later once this other problem's done. Yeah. You should never fear a doctor. Um, especially like Brad said, if you have health insurance, use it. Um, you are a very privileged individual to have that. And thankfully we have Obamacare now, so more people can get it. But yeah, just talk to your friend. Just be like, look, just go to the doctor. It's that easy, right? Yeah. Grow up and shut up. Um, uh, worst case scenario, t- tell your friend, Hey, look to your left for a second. Now look to your right. Oh my goodness. There's something behind you. Close your eyes. Now get into the car. All right, we're going. Okay. There's a bump. Make sure you have your safety belt on. Okay. Now let's get out. Open your eyes. Doctor. <laughs> Oh, nice. Take a, page, take a page out of Brad's playbook. Sorry, Alex, where were your questions from? Oh, my questions came from the website that Jonathan's favorite, uh, Jezebel. All right, wonderful. Well, guys, I'm going to take us back to our friends from last week. We're going to go back to LDS.net uh, and check out, check out what's happening with these Mormos. <laughs> oh, goodness. So one of my sons has a birthday coming up, and he will be 12. He's really excited about passing the sacrament. His main wish for his birthday is a suit and a bow tie. Um, then there's an emoticon with eyes shocked, like, ah! <laughs> He currently wears a suit coat from the thrift store with a white shirt and a regular tie. I'm sure he's influenced in large part by his older brothers, one who left on a mission last week. Boo-hoo. My oldest sons love ballroom dance and dressing nicely. My 17-year-old wears bow ties occasionally. But here's the clincher. The 17-year-old has enough clout amongst his peers to pull this off and still be liked, and dare I say it, be cool. He's funny and self-confident, and he can pull it off. Oh my. My almost 12-year-old is not cool. (laughs) (laughs) He's maturing emotionally slower. He's, He's maturing emotionally slower than his peers. Not in special needs way, he's just a late bloomer. He is very confident, though. He knows he would be the only deacon wearing a bow tie, but he doesn't care. On one hand, I admire his ability not to worry about what other people think of him. I wish I had had this at at his age. On the other hand, (laughs) because there's two sides to every story, uh, I worry that his unusual taste will not help him fit in. He really doesn't have friends at church now. He does have friends at homeschool co-op, though. Should we let him walk to the best of his own drummer? <laughs> or should we deny him a bow tie to prevent him from embarrassing himself? Personally, I think the other I think the other adults will think he is adorable and realize he is copying his brother. So I'm not worried about what my peers think. What would you do? And then there's like an animated gif of King Koopa jumping up and down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Bowser. Um, first of all, <laughs> 
Uh, Brad, you what's, just opened up. What's going a, on here? You what's opened up on a here, world Alex? to me that I had no idea existed. It's been what a long time. Um, so let me just. Can I just in my speak out loud what I just heard? Because mm -hmm. it it's going to help me help these people. There is a parent who is concerned that their kid is not cool enough to pull off like a suit and tie kind of look at 12. Oh, well, bow tie specifically, just the bow tie. Okay, regular yeah. ties they're already doing. Already rocking the regular tie, afraid that he can't pull off a bow tie and people will make fun of him. He has friends at the homeschool co-op, but no friends at church. And his older brother can pull off a bow tie because he's savvy and, you know, I guess generally a people person and funny. He's basically the, the church clown is what I read from what you said. Um, the adult well, his, older his older brother's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, Brad, what is the issue here? I, um, I think the parent is the issue. I yeah, this is just a shitty parent. <laughs> like my kids, are, my kid, I'm like listen, my 17 year old, he's cool. He's all right wearing a bow tie because everyone knows that he's you know oh, he's yeah. wacky and plays he's... by his own. His older brother's gay. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> he likes to court a lot of girls, but not for very long. And now he's worried that his younger son's gonna be gay. But not only is his younger son gay, his younger son isn't doesn't have friends and he's gay. Oh, what am I gonna mm. do? <laughs> Um, embrace your child for who they are and encourage them. I mean, let them be them. What does it matter? Right? I, I mean, that, honestly, that's the answer, right? Just If you're a Mormon, I feel like you should want your kids wearing bow ties because when a guy wears a bow tie that isn't 70 years old or in the Muslim Brotherhood, that's just a sign that, hey, I'm asexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries. So you think Mormons would be all about that? Like, oh, my kid's not gonna, you know, he's he's not going to uh, have marriage out of sex because he's never gonna have sex. He wears a bow tie. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. That being said, um, I wore a bow tie about a year ago. Uh, the first bow tie I ever, the second bow tie I've ever worn and did not feel confident or sexy in it at all. I had no game wearing that bow tie and I realized, I was like, ugh. No, there's no game. No, there's it's no like... game with a bow tie. I haven't worn it since. Yeah. Bought it. Shouldn't have bought the bow tie. Should have rented you, it. You don't wear a bow tie to, like, be attractive. You wear a bow tie to be a joke. You wear a bow Exactly. And that wasn't necessarily... That That may have been my intention at the time, but as I was there, I thought, bow tie was not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever thought, hey, I'm going to go blow that guy with a bow tie on. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's never happened. Dude, now I know a lot of people love the whole Doctor Who trend when he was like, bow ties are cool. What do you say mm -hmm. to that? I say it's, that's, and you know why that's a thing? Because it's funny. Because bow it ties is. aren't cool. It is funny. I'd also like to add that the British can pull off a lot more things than, uh, I guess, an American Mormon can. Especially if he's 12 years old and especially if he's really maturing emotionally at a very, not a special pace, not a special pace, Brad, but... But at a lower pace. First of all, you're a shitty parent. You're a <laughs> shitty parent. <laughs> you're talking about how uncool your kid is. Look, my kid is I'm not, not cool. worried what the parents would say. They're like, I think it's cute. I'm worried about what, what the other kids... You've got a homeschool kid. Like, your kid's already done. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you've, already, you've already fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're a Mormon with a homeschooler. Like, ugh. It's over. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. How do you Might make as your well. kid cool? Go full bow tie. Yeah. Oh, how about this? How about kid... Um, Get out of the homeschool bracket. Go to public school. Just go to public school, learn learn from the streets, and maybe when you're in high school, you'll be cool. Maybe well, when Alex, college, you'll be Alex, cool. Alex, I think what you're, a kid doesn't have a choice of where they go to school. Now, when he turns 31, maybe he can go back. <laughs> 
What if that's what happened? What if this other girl was just like homeschooled and she wants to go back and have a normal life? That might be it. Now that you say that, that could be the answer to all of these questions. Why'd you do it? I don't know. Did you? Were you homeschooled? Yeah. Was it a homeschool co-op? Mm -hmm. Did your parents let you wear a bow tie? No. Do you want to go back to school? You could be a cool kid. I want to be a cool kid. Case closed. Case closed. Solved it. Took us a little bit more than a mystery minute, but Brad got it. Brad nailed it. Alex, it's been a while, but I think it's uh, that super special time of the week when we check in with those crazy cousins on Perfect Strangers. Whenever we come together to talk about our favorite uh, cousins from an 80s sitcom, we like to pit ourselves against the clock and summarize the episode we just watched in as close to a minute as possible without going over. Alex, I believe it's uh, your turn. Oh, no. To summarize uh, the exciting events of Season 2, Episode 10, The Rent Strike. Our original air date, December 10th, 1986. Amazing time. Amazing time. Wow. Would you like a moment to collect your thoughts? Brad, I think I'm up to the task if you can put some time on the clock for me. Oh, oh, the time. The time is there. The question is, can you explain as much as humanly possible within one minute without going over? Can you do it? Huh? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Right. I, w I, want you to, I want you to look to your left, look to your right. Why would I need to look to my right? Oh. Look behind you. Okay. And, uh... Don't look up. Oh, do no. not. <laughs> no. Do not. No. Don't look up. Don't do it. <gasps> oh. All right. And you will go in three, two, one, go. Balky's making a lot of home repairs because Twinka said he won't repair anything. Larry says it's not his job for Balky to do that because Balky's also not really doing anything great. Um, Jennifer comes over because she needs to use their shower and only a towel. Balky confuses this for a forward American fashion. Um, and they all kind of realize Twinka said he's the worst landlord ever. All the uh, residents get together and decide they're gonna go on strike, a rent strike, because when they ask Twinka Seti for all the stuff that they want, Twinka Seti says, hell no, I already give you, like, you pay nothing to live here. And they're like, well, fuck that, we're gonna go on strike. So Twinka Seti plays hardball, he turns off all, of the, all their utilities, and while Balki is kind of roughing it, Larry cannot live without coffee. So he goes downstairs, pays an exorbitant rate for coffee from Twinka Seti, and promises Twinka Seti this isn't over. So they start realizing Twinka Seti keeps the power on only in in the store, so they all camp out in the tent that's for sale in the store. And Twinkie said he realizes what they're doing, and he comes in, and he's like, you know what, guys, I've been a little harsh. I'll do everything you ask, just pay your rent. And they realize, because of, they get a call, that the bookie has just called, and Twinkasetti has is, is got death threats. So now he caves to everything, but Balky's upset because they don't they don't ask for more from Twinkasetti. And this is when Balky and Marianne get together, pretty much, because she sees how awesome Balky is. And that's Perfect Strangers. One minute, 15 seconds. God damn it! Ah, Alex. 15 seconds. Head in the game. Where did I I'm go I'm gonna need wrong? you to start doing drills. Start doing drills on your own I'm time. I'm doing drills. Doing drills on my own time. Every time you watch time. something, I want you I want you to get out a stopwatch and see how well you can do. This is ridiculous. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. I failed oh, you. Yeah. I failed our listeners. You know listeners. what? You should I failed Balky and Larry. Be. I mean, you do 185 episodes. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Well, let's move on from that. And uh, let's talk about this episode. It's a fun episode. Yeah, it is. I do love that so much happens in this episode. I really think that Perfect Strangers and Mr. Belvedere are the perfect shows for us to review. Because right now, they've really hit their pace. I think, at least. Mm-hmm. So, we start off, and uh, it's morning. 
Uh, Larry comes in with a face covered in cuts from shaving with toilet paper. What is the whole thing about putting the toilet paper on the cuts? Oh, I, that's that's an old... Why did we do that? I don't know. I've never in my life done that or wanted to do that. Oh, I've done it once, mainly out of curiosity. Like, I was like, is this going to help? Um, I didn't wear it out of the house. I, well, I didn't wear it out of the bathroom, obviously, because I was like, nope, nope. I, I and it's weird. It. It's like, why don't you just, like, tap it? I don't understand why you do that. Yeah. What's, what is that supposed to do? Stop the blood? Have help it's a like scab the tiniest over? of cuts. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, I guess in the age of the straight razor, when if there was a jerk, you could actually slit your throat. <laughs> this Maybe. is not the age of the straight it razor. Isn't. This it is isn't. 1986. I wonder if in 86 they had the three-blade technology. Surely they did at that time. Well, I don't know if they had even had that, but they, they certainly weren't... I don't know what they were using, but it was not anything... Anyone that understands this, please let us know, because I don't fucking get it. It's so weird, but the problem is, uh, the hot water's not working, and, uh, I, I guess they used up the hot water to make, for Balky to make, no, it does, they used up the hot water, and now there's something wrong with the sink, hmm. and Larry's like, oh, well, don't worry, I can, I can, I'll handle this, and Balky's like, no, don't, don't do it, and then the garbage disposal shoots water into the air. Mm. Which, the, gross. Larry, you're covered in garbage disposal water. <laughs> I, you, you go back to the shower. Go take another cold shower. Doesn't matter. Just get in there. Yeah, you ha you just had open. You have open cuts all over your face, and now you have garbage <laughs> disposal water on your head. Larry's going to die in the next two weeks. I, yeah, he's you're definitely dead. contracted something. You're done. Like your life. Just, just go buy a coffin because you're done. Can I ask, he says he cut himself shaving repeatedly, Larry did, because there's no hot water? Or he said there was no hot water, as if that was to explain it? That's weird. Can't you shave with any type of water? I mean, granted, hot would make it more, I don't know, that's strange. You can't shave with cold water. I mean, I've never tried. I don't know, it just seems like that's a That's because, excuse. yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> that would not that be would, good. That would, no, bad news bears. Alex, uh, hot tip, don't shave with cold water, or you're going to end up with a face cover, covered in toilet paper, I guess. <laughs> All right, my bad. Hey, uh, here's, here's just some tips to the listeners. Don't shave uh, with cold water. Don't uh, get garbage water in your open cuts. If I, if I can advise you anything. And also beware of that thing that is right behind you. Take care. Beware. So, <laughs> around this time, well, it's discovered that Balky has been repairing everything in the house because everything needs repaired and Twinkasetti's not doing anything. Um, we say that because Larry tells him, well, tell Twinkasetti, because he's the landlord, he has to fix it. And Balky doesn't realize that this is a thing that people do. Twinkasetti yeah. is the, the rich landowner, and Balky is the, the measly peasant that just happens to, by the grace of Twinkasetti, live at this apartment. It, it's so weird, because Larry's like, well, who do you think fixed the, you know, the sink? And who do you think fixed the, uh, the doorbell? And Balky's like, I did, obviously. How does Larry not know what's, like, going on in his own apartment? It's Larry. I mean, Larry's rocking two identities, um, so I mean, truth. Let's not uh, let's not dismiss that out of hand. He can't remember who he is here right now, so let alone who fixed the doorbell. So um, around this time, there's a knock on the door, and Jennifer comes in wearing only a towel. Bravo, bravo. Balky's. Uh, can we are, can we go ahead and declare best dress right now? <laughs> I mean, there's some wacky outfits in this episode, but. I mean, maybe. Balky says, wow. 
Um, yeah, I knew it's... American fashion was definitely bold, but whoa. Hey, is that reversible? Yeah, that, it gets that's a little an, creepy. That's a little weird, but that's also one of the weird, creepy things someone said. Like, that's almost like, hey, what's that shirt made of? Is that is that cashmere? Hey, what are we doing later? It's one of those weird, kind of broish things. Like, hey, is that reversible? Yeah. I like, can definitely see I a mean, fraternity boy throwing that out. Like, hey, I love that shirt. Is it reversible? <laughs> But Balky's just a, you know. It's, I mean, uh, yeah, granted, she's super foxy and wearing a towel, but, like, it gets a little creepy. You know why it's she's like, not right, as weirded out? Yikes. Because Balky's to her right, so she's, like, not interested. But I'm a little weirded out by Larry. Why is his face covered in garbage and toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> why does Larry have toilet paper on his face and he smells like eggs and onions? Yeah, I mean, Balky's effectively harmless. He's, you know, he's a, he's a turnip. To my left, I got this weirdo Larry. Yeah. So let's. She's concerned about facing <laughs> one one issue at a time, one thread at a time. Uh, can we just like? I mean, she just walks over there wrapped in a towel. I I mean, again, I'm not complaining that she walks over there dressed in a towel. But like, what's her plan? So she just goes over there to take a shower, as apparently she's done before. She's not bringing anything to change into out of. She, I guess she's just going to wear a wet towel home. Yeah, or another towel. Who knows? I mean, it's Jennifer. Maybe she's she Jennifer has clothes Jennifer. there. Yeah, it's just Jennifer being Jennifer. Who knows what their weirdo relationship is with them? I know that uh, Larry has his eyes out for her, mm-hmm. and apparently Valky is, you know, enamored by her beauty. Valky also has a tool belt, which is adorable. I forgot about the tool belt. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a fanny pack, though, because he puts all of it in front. Do they yeah. still do that with tool belts? Like, I thought they kind of were more like a Batman utility belt where they kind of fill up the sides. Batman never wore a... Batman well, never yeah, wore but, a... Yeah, this is just a, fr- a front piece. Uh. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about yeah. the front pe- piece utility belt. Um, Jennifer comes over because she doesn't have hot water or water at all, right? So she comes right. over to take a shower, and they realize, look... Twink has said he hasn't really been doing his job or pulling his weight for what we pay him for these apartments. We really need to do something about this. Yeah, and they end up deciding to, uh, you know, possibly, uh, you know, get together with the rest of the tenants and uh, make a list of complaints and give them to Twink Cassetti. Yeah. Because if they all get together, he's going to have to listen to them. Yeah. So next scene, uh, we go to a little uh, meeting, I guess, in, like, the basement laundry room. Oh, no. Um, Craziness... Uh, guess who's there? Susan. I know. When she popped up, I I did a double take. I thought Susan was already gone. Uh, spoiler alert, this apparently is Susan's last episode. Well, Susan's been trying to get her ceiling fixed for three years. Yeah. So I guess because that wasn't in the demands they ultimately make, meh, maybe she just decided to leave. I guess. Or maybe she died when the ceiling caved in. Oh, snap. Mm. Interesting. But even this, like you, like you can tell, like she's like, I don't know how long she's there. It's like such a weird afterthought. I, like, I, is she related to like a, some to like a producer or something? Like, what's? Uh, Cause like she's around, but it's like, I mean, clearly Jennifer and Marianne are, are yeah, taking the center stage. Su- they're the new Susans. Get out of yeah. the way, Susan. There's two new women in town, and they're flight attendants. Yeah. And they apparently wake up with perfect hair. I don't yeah. understand how Jennifer keeps her hair like that. I haven't know. had a shower today, but I look like, you know, I just walked out of the salon. I go get my hair done at the salon, and then I come home for a shower. It's a weird process, but it's the 80s. It's, That's what we do. You know, it's the 80s. It's a different time. <laughs> we had different rules for hair, and they were elaborate rules. Huge rituals. Took you half the oh, day. Oh, boy. Um, also, I think it's weird just how many, like, there's not that many people who really live in this huge building. <laughs> oh, no. 
There's uh, let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten people. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not a huge building, and if the apartments are decent sized, I think they're actually living pretty, in space wise, and in pretty good comfort. Weird yeah. people though. Weird neighbors. Yeah, we got we got we got a lot of weirdos rolling around. There's that old lady, the token old lady. There's that one old dude that's weird. Then we got the flight attendants, Jennifer and Marianne. We got Susan, who's always looking for a way out. Balky, Larry, and then randos. Just complete uh, old randos. Schlegelmitch. Well, oh, not Schlegelmitch. Who apparently her living room tilts to the right. Does anyone else's living room tilt to the right? No, Boy. I thought Marianne asked that. So in that case, oh, that's Marianne right. and uh, Jennifer live in a house where their living room tilts oh, to boy. the right. Um, get out. Just get out. You're, the floor's going to collapse. Yeah. A lot, so, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. So they're getting together and they're forming a list. And Twinkasetti walks in behind them. And of course, Larry doesn't see what's behind him because no one sees what's behind them until it's too late. As, if, we, if you've learned nothing from this episode, he, whatever, right behind you. Right behind you. You know, you should always count your lucky stars and always cherish every moment because you never know what's right behind you. That's, that oh. should be a dove promise. I want to open up a chocolate and read that and then be terrified for the rest of my life. Twinkasetti comes in and Larry tries to make it sound like they're talking about something else. Larry, just stop. He heard everything. I, I don't understand because, like, the whole point of this is getting together to give their grievances to Twinkasetti. But Twinkasetti catches them and Larry's like, oh, um, no, we're not doing that. Wait, ah. Uh, uh. I understand that your employment is uh, based on the whims of Twinkasetti, so maybe you aren't the perfect person to be doing this, but, uh, uh, I mean, if you've already committed, like, you're in it. Larry is often given the defect leader position because it's Larry. Right. I mean, Larry, it's like, he's the only guy who they can push this on, and he'll be like, oh, I'm important, and maybe he won't fuck it up because Balky's there to help. Well, he's also a control freak, like... Quite true. Like, if he wasn't in charge, I think he would go crazy, which I get. <laughs> um, Uncle Pete would surface much more often if he didn't have all these wily antics to keep Exactly. In any occasion when Larry's not in charge, Uncle Pete takes control. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? What is Jennifer wearing? She's wearing uh, this khaki kind of trench coat dress, or just a yeah. trench coat, and there's a slit in her thigh that goes really, really high. I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad look. It's a weird look. Uh, hold on, let me get especially, back here. Especially to come on the hills of the the very, very non, like, very 80s just uh, pink towel dress, as Balky called yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I the mean... reversible it, it, towel maybe she, dress. Maybe she's dressed for safari. That looks like, yeah, that is that is what the 80s answer to, like, a casual rich safari would be. Hey, wear your safari mm -hmm. dress when you're out on the savannas. I mean, the shoulder pads are amazing, as the, always. The shoulder pads will keep the jackals away <laughs> as they're circling your teeth. <laughs> Won't keep the hyenas or, or the, um, you know, uh, the tigers or the lions. But yay, you know, on safari, you do what you gotta do. I mean, like, seriously, like, it, it's really, like, it's like her shoulder pads and her hair are in a battle to see who can be larger. We're not sure who will win. We're just half, we're just the beginning of this. It's anyone's game. So they decide, all right, we're going to go on rent strike, Twinkasetti, because you're not going to give us anything. Because Twinkasetti basically just misses everything outright. Like, nope. Nope. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, so now, so, yeah, and uh, Larry's basically like, well, you know, basically Balky ends up uh, unintentionally uh, calling for a rent strike. Yeah. Uh, Larry freaks out a little bit, but it's too late. They're going on a rent strike, and Twinkasetti is going to war. Yeah. So we cut to uh, next morning, 
we see uh, Balki is in full winter garb with uh, like a fur cape and a Russian hat and scarves and mittens. And even little Dimitri has earmuffs. That was so adorable. Yes. And he's cooking an egg over a candle. I mean, it's got to get cooked somehow. I That's all guess. they have. They're down to ca- candle power. Even though their apartment is fully lit, just saying that. Didn't cut off electricity yet. Yeah, well, well yeah, a lot of sunlight. You know, you, re- you forget how much sunlight you get in Chicago. Jonathan, really, when you're slipping on your weather reports, by, you forgot to tell us how sunny it is uh, in Chicago. Very windy, but it keeps the clouds out. It keeps the clouds mm, away. Strong definitely. wind, no clouds. Well, the wind blows those clouds right out of the way. <laughs> Makes those skylights optimal for super. I mean, it's a good thing they had those installed. Or you forget that they live on the top floor and have their full ceiling is just full out glass, <laughs> where all the light comes in. If anything, they don't need a heating bill. I mean, come on, they're getting cooked. So well, Larry comes in, uh, wrapped, still wrapped in blankets, freezing. He says it feels like it's thirty degrees. It's twenty nine. Oh, that's super cold pretty chilly. That's below freezing. So Balky's still trying to cook his egg with the candle. Balky tells him a weird story about hardship. He's like, you fucking Americans, you don't get it. You don't get it in Meepos. We had to deal with the cold. We had hungry sheep looking at men. Hungry men looking at sheep. <laughs> Wait, what? Balky, Barry says, the only thing worse than what you just described was having to listen to that story. It fucked you, Larry. Yeah, Larry, how about you chill for a minute? Balky's talk, trying to talk about um, first how you you know you don't get it you know you you're too wrapped up in your first world problems we had to deal with real shit and Larry's like fuck you Balky <laughs> your story's boring so Larry decides to go get some coffee because this might also come from a place of you know a caffeine deprivation who knows he could be cranky but it is Larry so it's all the time um, goes to get the coffee realizes there's no hot water how in the hell am I supposed to get my morning Java fix? Electricity's out and there's no water. What uh, he's like, so all of a sudden he's like, he's gonna, he's starting to just eat coffee grounds. <laughs> I do love when Balky gets him to calm down because Larry's like threatening to break chairs to get any, I mean, kindling yeah. or something. And Balky just wraps him up in a little blanket over his head. And Larry goes to a child, like he just immediately is back. He's just like, all right, wide eyed. I guess I'll just eat coffee from the can with my hand because these are oh. hard times. <laughs> Balky, these just are got hard times. Coffee grinds all over his face uh. like a crazy person. I do. There's a great comedy bit where he's talking about like he's gonna break up the chairs for firewood. Yeah. And he like he pulls a chair back and then Balky just grabs and effortlessly sets it down. Qual- oh, quality stuff. Quality stuff. Um, when Larry and Balky come downstairs to confront Twinkasetti, Larry still has coffee on his upper lip and it looks like a Hitler mustache. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely he, hilarious. It's so weird. He yeah, also he comes definitely. in like bundled up. Like you only see his face with his hood over it. It's a huge jacket. When he mm-hmm. unbuttons it and unzips it, he's got on like a pink sweater. And again, yeah. he's got those fucking shoes that match his jeans. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad look. He comes in and lays a Twinkasetti. You can't do that. We have, like, um, not squatters' rights. Um, we have uh, apartment people' rights. We have tenant rights. Yeah. Took me a while to find the word. We have you. apartment people' rights. <laughs> hey, hey, we're apartment people. We have rights. <laughs> you mean tenant rights, Larry? Whatever. Whatever. Um, you can't I, do that. And all the, and like Larry can't put together words because he doesn't have, have, have 
because he haven't, hasn't had his coffee. Brad, have you had your coffee this morning? Um, I got a cup of tea here. Oh, um, okay. Guys, Different again, we're recording early. Uh, we, you know, we started recording about 11.30. It's now about 1 p.m. In my book, it's still too early to be speaking to other humans. But that being said, uh, Twin Cassetti, um, has made coffee, and Larry's like, is that, is that coffee? And he runs over to it, and, and Twin Cassetti's like, yeah, that'll be, uh, $10 a cup. He's like, this is outrageous. But here's $5. Give me half a cup. Because it's outrageous to pay $5 for coffee. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, 80s. (laughs) Larry pays for half a cup and gets it against Balky's most stern, like, advising. Do not. Okay, I got a a question. Because, like, they say, like, the the coffee shop down the corner isn't open yet. What happened to that donut shop where Balky um, brought the people for Larry's birthday? Like... (laughs) Three o'clock in the morning. Closed. Can do enough business. <laughs> so Got closed sad. down. Running drugs out the back. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, in the 80s, was it possible that you couldn't get a cup of coffee at some hours? That is a good question. Especially in Chicago. I mean, it's a bigger city. Yeah. I really, like, I, I mean, you know, yeah, it would be great to go back in time to the mid-80s and just live your life. But, like, if you had to deal with that kind of shit... Fuck that. Oh, dude, I would not live in the 80s. I would love to live in the whimsical, magical 80s of, like, sitcoms. Like, if I could live in Mr. Belvedere's Pittsburgh, of course I would. I would take a vacay there in a second. Well, Alex, as we discussed in the last episode, we're going to build a machine that uh, can transport us into that episode of Mr. Belvedere. So it's going to happen. It's inevitable. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you've got to wonder if we can't get coffee, is it worth it? See, that's another thing. And no internet back then, dude. Whoa. Okay, this is this is a new segment of the show. If we're trans if we build our machine to get transported into this episode, uh, is it is it worth it? Should we do it? One of the five things you take with you into the episode. That's a situation room question we should say for the end of the show. Because that's pretty awesome. Definitely. Wait, um, can we here- just do that? Let's just add that to every show we do. Hey, yeah. if you could go in this episode, what's the one thing you would take? Or one thing you would give the people in this episode to help? Well, no, let's stick, let's, stick let's stick with five. Let's stick with five things. Let's stick with five things. Because the, like, first, no, the first is a listing of lottery tickets. Uh, <laughs> winning numbers. <laughs> winning numbers for the fictional lottery that's happening in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would bring my, uh, you know, early knots or like, what was this? This this new age fashion so we would be fashion forward definitely bring some tech that uh you can sell to companies bring an iphone back in time people would think i mean people would just assume you were an alien because if you saw an iphone a glass screen you can touch it's almost like looking at paper it's so high and um screen resolution people like just like take it to like silicon valley and like sell it to some up sell to up and coming (laughs) steve jobs (laughs) there you go that would be so awesome. Hey, look what our computer says. We can put in this input. What is today? And it can display it on the screen. That's cute. Bleep. Hey, Siri, what day is it? Today uh, uh, is November 3rd. Two th- wait, <laughs> it wouldn't be 2000. It would obviously be... Oh, but would your tech survive Y2K? Or would it even be that backwards compatible? Doesn't matter. You're right, Brad. So you would take tech, fashion, lottery tickets. I mean, whatever else you would need in, the, in that episode. It would depend. Yeah. Um, so getting back to this episode... They realize that Twinkasetti is... He cut the power off to the entire building except for the main shop. So so they don't freeze to death, and so that they'll have hot water, they spend the night in the actual shop? Yeah. And by they, I mean everyone in the building. Yeah, and, like, here's the weird thing. I thought that they were there was, like, kind of a protest thing, like, we're, we're going to show Twinkasetti. Uh, he cuts all of our power off, takes our heat and light. 
fine. We'll just live down in his shop. That'll teach him. But then, like, um, it's, you know, morning, and, like, uh, Larry's looking out, and he's like, oh, guys, Twinkie said he's coming. Because I thought it was going to be, like, a protest. Like, they were going to sit in his shop to make people aware by, you know, hurting his business. But no, they were just going to stay there because it's warm and there's utilities. Uh, because when he starts to come, they've all got to hide. Yeah, they've got to hide. And, I mean, they've had a really nice sleepover together. They've come together as a group, as a housing unit. Before, mm-hmm. obviously, when Susan leaves, it'll put a rip, rift through the rest of the people who live there. And we probably won't see a lot of these people for the rest of the seasons. But that's what's happening now. So when he comes, well, first off, Larry slept in a tracksuit. And it's weird. Yeah. And not a tracksuit. I mean, he's in a weird V-neck sweatsuit that's bright red. Larry, it's stop. So Balky is once again wearing his Man of La Mancha outfit with shorts and, like, a cape. Like, he looks like he is is playing Don Quixote. Nice. Um, so they panic, and they all run and decide to fit into the tent that's on sale. Yeah. And they zip it up. Tweenus Eddie comes in, looking around, not suspect of anything, until the tent starts walking. Yeah. What was your game plan, people? Get the tent to the door and everyone run out? He's gonna see it. It's a tent. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a giant tent that all of you fit inside of. It's super weird. It's a good thing they got rid of those sweater tables or all the other uh, tables in the store, or you wouldn't have yeah. even gotten to the five feet that you moved the tent to. Truth. Truth. If you just, just stayed calm until he went to lunch, you could have all gotten out. Yeah. Uh, I, it's very strange. Like, why didn't they all just, like, set an alarm and get up before Twinkie City would be at the store if their plan was to just keep doing this? Which is still a terrible plan. I, you know, it doesn't doesn't work. But then Twinkasetti gets a call, and Balky picks up the phone, and it's Twinkasetti's bookie who wants his money. Bom bom bom. Oh, all of a sudden Twinkasetti is hurting for cash. Yeah, he was so like, hey guys, you know what? I'll give you what you need. And they're like, sweet. Wait a minute, Twink. Why are you so? Why are you so into this now? Phone call. Balky's like, gigs up. Twinkasetti's on the ropes. Yeah, so now Balky, so all of a sudden, um, you know, they're negotiating, they're like, listen, we need all this stuff fixed, and Twinkie says, look, if if I fix everything on that list, um, I'm gonna be broke, and I gotta pay off my bookie, so, uh, like, Balky takes a stand, he's like standing on top of like a barber's chair, and he's like, listen, we need this done, and this done, and this done, and this done, and uh, Twinkie says, again, he's like, "I, I, listen, I'll do this and this. And they're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then Balky's like, not having. He's like, no, did you, did I fucking stutter? Did <laughs> I stutter? Here is the list of things. So Twinkie City goes through and he adds a couple. He says he'll do a couple more things. So everyone's happy. And but Balky's still like, no, all of it. He's not willing to negotiate at all. And then everybody's like, ah, you know what? I think we're good. I gotta get to work. I gotta. I'm out. I'm done with the protesting. We're good. <laughs> Um, and Balky is just heartbroken. Devastated. Even though they've won. They're, they're gonna get stuff fixed. And he, Twinkie said he promises he'll do it, or he'll fix everything over the next couple of months. Mm. So, uh, we go back upstairs. Balky is still heartbroken. And he just doesn't understand <laughs> how negotiations work. And Larry has to, like, give him, like... I, I don't know. Sometimes they make Balky a little dumber than I think they need to. And Larry's yeah. like, listen, this is how negotiations work. We knew we weren't going to get everything. Balky's like, what the fuck? Why did we ask for all this stuff? Well, there are things we'd like, but you ask for more than you want. And then, you know, you're just happy. You get you just get what you need. Why don't you just ask for what you need? Because you won't get it. <laughs> this is a lesson that I think, good old, uh, look to your left. 
Barry Obama, terrible Barry. negotiator. Um, maybe he could learn a lesson from this episode of Perfect Strangers and uh, not fuck over everybody by being a shitty negotiator. Hmm. So you're basically saying that Balky is comparable to Barack Obama in their yeah, negotiating tactics. Definitely. It's like he just um, fell off of the boat. Like, like let's tournament. look at the healthcare thing. Um, should should we should have a single payer healthcare system where the government, uh, uh, you know, takes care of its citizens? Uh, and it's paid for by tax dollars. Hmm. We could do that, or we could go with the Republican plan that we have now. And then he negotiated down to the Republican plan, and the Republicans still aren't happy. So that's the Republicans playing hardball, and yeah. the Democrats trying to meet in the middle, but not really. And by middle, I mean closer to the right anyway. Yeah. Because it's pretty middleized. What we should have asked for is a universal government health care that everyone pays taxes into and you just have everyone has health care. Right. That's what we should have. Um, as, as socialist as that sounds, I don't care. I think it's a wonderful um, advent of social. I mean, yeah, we should have a lot more yeah. socialist things going on. Duh. It helps everyone out. There's no reason why these people should be making crazy amounts of money for no reason. Let's just do that. But we didn't even Our, ask for that, did we? No, we didn't even we didn't come close because we should have see we should have asked for that and then maybe we would have gotten that single payer health plan thing. Yeah, exactly. Gotta ask. You gotta learn what to ask for is what we're coming away from this episode of Perfect Strangers. Uh, what, with. We're, what we're learning for in an episode where Balky uh, seems uh, a little dumber than usual, he's equivalent to the president of the United States in negotiating tactics. How much would you want to bet that Barack Obama's never even seen Perfect Strangers? I mean, Barack Obama's from Chicago. Come I mean, on. It would be weird if he hadn't, because I assume everyone in Chicago loves a show about Chicago. I don't want to demean anyone's patriotism, but can you be an American and not be a fan of Perfect Strangers? That's a really good question. That being said, when I moved to Cincinnati, I've still yet to see every episode of WKRP, and in fact, I've never seen a single episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, but that's different. That's a whole different thing. That's different. It's not a great show. <laughs> It's not a gem of the TGIF um, legacy. Yeah. Um, it was a stupid show about a stupid radio show. It, since Why would I care about that? Yeah. First of all, radio, fuck that shit. Ugh. Uh. Ugh. It was outdated yeah. back then. Ugh. Yeah. No, nobody wants to. I'm watching a television show about radio? Ugh. Frasier did it Alf better. Next Alfio, uh, we'll do an episode of WKRP. We really should. We really should. If anyone is a fan of WKRP in Cincinnati, uh, tell us what episode we should watch. The if best we don't part, hear from you, we'll know that there's not a great episode of WKRP. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we'll Alfio that one. Um, the best part of that show is obviously the theme song. Yeah. Um, all that being said, so Balky's being, he's learning the hard, the hard tactics of negotiating. There's a knock mm -hmm. on the door. Marianne rolls in and she's like, look, um, thank you. I just wanted you to know that, um, it, what you did was great. And I'm glad we finally got what we wanted. You're one of the, you're a great negotiator. And Larry says, well, thank you. And she goes, I'm talking to Balky, Larry. God damn it. And she goes over to Balky and is like, hey, would you like to come over and have breakfast with me? Hey, what are we doing for breakfast, Balky? Love that vest. Is it reversible? Hey, why don't you come over for some breakfast? So Baki's like, sure. And then he looks over to Larry and says something about, I'm about to go do some negotiating. Yeeks. Baki is rapey in this episode. <laughs> Baki is a little weird. rapey. When Baki gets dumb, he also gets rapey. I don't like that. I don't like He gets Baki. a little dumb and a little... I, I feel like I feel like there's a little Uncle Pete in Baki. Oh, no. <laughs> What's Uncle Stavros like? Yeesh. Jeez. So that's that's the episode. That is the app. Um, um, best dressed, worst dressed. 
I'm gonna say uh, definitely Jennifer's the best dressed out of everybody. Definitely. Um, I don't know if the towel is best dressed. I wanna say that interesting safari outfit she wore was best dressed. I actually think that was just a cool dress. It was Novelty, cool. though. Novelty will get me. Towel, um, that towel, reversible or not reversible? If I knew if it was reversible for sure, then it would win hands down. It would win hands down. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I, I'm definitely willing. You know what? Yeah, we can make the we can make the towel best dressed, but Jennifer wins regardless. Worst Definitely. dressed is is a, is certainly more of a race because yeah. there are a lot of horrendous outfits. I think Larry should be thrown in there for his for his constant neglect of his style. That um, giant coat with a little funny head that he peels out of, and he has that yeah. pink sweater on, and his shoes again match his pants. Not cool, Larry. If, if we could just take a step back to, like, honorable mention for best dress, I think Balky's first outfit, that, like, red shirt with, like, the, the pattern that he's wearing, like, the suspenders with. Oh, yeah. That is pretty, cool. Pretty cool. Um, but worse, yeah, Larry's dressed here. Uh, Balky with a cape is, it's pretty kooky. <laughs> but he looks, there's a certain kind of look that it gives him. Yeah, it, it's a look. Forgivable. It's almost like I'm dressing as someone. Um, yeah. I'm dressing as an immigrant, or uh, like I'm. I've used Fievel, Fievel goes west, or not Fievel goes west, but Fievel the American Tale is my inspiration for dressing. Yeah. In this um, cold weather. Larry's like weird, like pajama tracksuit's pretty bad. Yeah. I almost. Um, think Susan true. is also. Susan is also just a. She's just a drab Susan. <laughs> she's a wet blanket in this episode for she sure. She looks like a Susan. I love. Yeah. <laughs> it's her last appearance too. That's what happens uh, when your glass ceiling in the apartment isn't fixed. All the, uh, all the elements get to you constantly. Sweet giant sweater and lame-o jeans and white tennis shoes, Susan. Great job. <laughs> You blend. The reason you're not on the show is because you've literally blended into the background of the show. She's in every episode. You just don't notice her. Now I'm wondering. It, it would be pretty awesome as if stars or television actors were forced to dress themselves. If you can't cut it, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> they pioneered that concept with Perfect Strangers. Oddly enough, Larry never, never washed out, even though he tried really hard. On, on the Knights Network, um, instead of, like, you know, when we get desperate for programming, um, instead of having, like, you know, normal reality shows, it's just going to be best-dressed, worst-dressed reality shows. <laughs> People are going to get voted off the island, not because of things they do, but because of things they wear. It'll be a bait-and-switch. We'll tell them they're there for one reality show, and then, like, all right, someone's already eliminated. We're going to play best-dressed, worst-dressed! They're not going to know why they're... They're not going to know why they're being eliminated. They'll find out, like, in the wrap-up show, like, of how people have been getting eliminated. People will suspect it, though, especially when they re-listen to these episodes. They'll, they'll dive into the wiki, like, 500 episodes from now, once Night Network is really gone there, and be like, wait a minute, could there be a correlate? Wait a minute! Hmm... God, it's gonna be so. The second season of, of uh, Best Dress, Worst Dress, people will really, really be like rocking some fashions. Though <laughs> it's gonna be a lot harder for us to judge. <laughs> We're just gonna cast people who we know have kooky fashions. Like, well, they'll send in their videos. Be like, there's one. Oh, oh my gosh! All right, Alex, I'm looking at the the scene in the store, mm -hmm. and like I already commented on like you know Susan like blending in, but now I've just realized that Marianne is pretty much wearing like the same kind of sweater, but with darker pants and better shoes. Like they're wearing a variation of the same outfit. Yep. <laughs> but Susan is blend. See, that's why Susan didn't make it. <laughs> like we're literally just matching her up to Jennifer and being like. Psst. Susan, get out of this show. This is why she never appeared after the show. The directors are like, uh, yeah, she's, we don't need two Susans. Later. Late I mean, Susan. they're pretty much wearing, like, the same sweater. 
Yeah, it may be the same sweater, but, but she carries it off so much better than Susan does. Like, it's a fashion statement with, is it Jennifer yeah. wearing it or Marianne? Jennifer. Um, Jennifer. Susan is Susan with it. Yeah. Mm, sorry, babe. Sorry, you're out. Yeah. Uh, for me, Bye. I think it's between Susan and Larry in his fucking red jogging suit with, like, these, like, gray Nikes. Let's 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 just let her go out on top. Let's have Susan be worse dressed. It's her last All episode. Right. Let's give her something, you know. Susan, uh, we'll miss you. You could have been a good friend, but yeah. unfortunately, you have blended into the background. Um, who won? Who lost? Twinkasetti lost oh. hands down, right? Twinkasetti lost. Twinkasetti was ready to play hardball, and he would have won. Let's be honest. He had Larry buying, paying exorbitant five dollar rates. That's basically paying ten dollars for coffee now with inflation. Yeah. Just assuming, wildly speculating. Yeah, and a cold Chicago winter without utilities. First, I think that's illegal. I don't think you could do that. Uh, Were glass ceilings really? Ill- Isn't that illegal too? There's a lot of questions. Um, I yeah, yeah I think I think Twinkasetti Twinkasetti lost. Uh, but who won? See, now that's the thing. Did Balky win? I mean, he's got Marianne. And all Balky, Balky learned a lesson, which isn't a bad thing. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that Balky didn't, he grew in the episode. Balky he, tried harder than Barack Obama and got some, got some victory. Yeah. So the fact that he's now hanging out with Marianne and definitely a more of like, hey, let's get to know each other kind of way, for sure now. Plus he kind of got to have the excitement of a, a rent strike. He compared it to the Bo- uh, the Boston Tea Party at one point in the episode. So he got to mm-hmm. live in his mind a part of American history. So Balky definitely, I think, came out on top. But he was so rapey. I don't I don't like going to somebody that was that's, so rapey. See, that's if we had if he hadn't have been rapey and weird, then he would have easily won. Instead, he's yeah. like, ugh. It's like I don't know. Larry doesn't uh. win. Larry can't win. Ever. What about that old woman? Like, she got, she got, like, because they only ended up getting, like, a couple of things done immediately. Uh-huh. And she, she got her thing. Oh. Okay. Well, then, yeah. How about that old woman? Um, yeah, she wants her door fixed. And, yeah, she gets her door fixed, and Marianne and Jennifer are getting their paste painted, painted and uh, fumigated. What about that floor, though? Fumigated? That. What's in the house that needs to be fumigated? Ah, uh, who knows? Oh, God. Yeah. Yaki, do not go into her apartment. Do not go over there for breakfast. It could be anything. So uh, I don't. Let's let's give it to. Uh, let's give it to the old broad. Let's say Miss Schlegelmitch. Yeah, is the winner. And only because only because Balky got a little too rapey. Yeah, Balky, you blew it. You blew it because you got a little bit weird. Ramjack does not approve of sexual harassment. No, never. Balky, stop. Quit being weird. Go back to normal, Balky. That's a more Alex, savvy than we realize. Whatever you just did to your hair, um, I'm gonna need you to calm that down. Because you like, look like a crazy person with your hair standing straight up. Um, I haven't taken a shower yet today, and my hair is... I cannot do anything with it. It's definitely doing weird things. I'm sorry, oh, friend. It was bizarre. You were just, it was just, like, up and, like, attacking. Now it's also up and attacking. I'm so sorry. It's it's it's, it's less dangerous now. There was, I mean, there was a... Yeah. It was, just, you know, it was just, very upsetting. I'm just gonna put Somebody my was on. about to get kicked off the island. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. This episode 185. It's been a straight up party. It really has been a straight up party. Brad, you have a field report. 
Yeah, guys, uh, I got a little report here. Uh, you know, we talked about bouncy castles earlier, mm-hmm. and you know, Cedric is always keeping an eye out on safety. Mm-hmm. So I took a little field trip to uh, a local safety fair to get some safety tips for the podcast. And oh. what we uncovered was shocking. Hey guys, this is the uh, official uh, Ramjack safety report. Uh, it's uh, Cedric would not be happy here. It is 10:53 a.m. Uh, guys, where are we at and what's happening? So we're at um, the safety fair, uh, sponsored by Josie's School, and we're just having a safe time here. Josie, are kids climbing on trees. That's safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the Winter Park police tank. Uh, and there was just a random police officer just standing on top of a tank. Doesn't look safe. Well, also, and the tank is rusted, but that's fine. That's safe. Yeah, yeah. They were I, just kind of driving it around. It looked like they were going to hit some people with it earlier. But guys, I, I'm not sure why there's a tank in Winter Park. We live in a really nice area, and I don't know why there's a tank here, and it's freaking me out. Well, yeah. things about my city I don't know. And there's a fire truck. And yeah. what's on the and fire truck that's safe? Um, chainsaws. Yes, of Definitely. course. Definitely. <laughs> chainsaws. And then there's a giant ladder, and if you climb it, then you fall off. That's yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super safe. There's also a karate area. Yeah, yes, where I saw... Nunchucks. Yes, there's nunchucks there. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, it was a kid uh, straight up kicking his dad. <laughs> Is that um, safe? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, vendors of people like just selling like a fake medical treatment. <laughs> there's there's apparently some place in Orlando called the Salt Room that they have rooms made of salt that you go in. I'm not I don't know if it's aromatherapy. It's salt therapy apparently. It's it's, it's nonsense whatever. But they also do um, acupuncture there mm-hmm. and um, and then they just do facials and massages. They'll help you with your cystic fibrosis according to the brochure. Who's this guy? No, that is a local okay. children's celebrity, Mr. Oh, Richard. Mr. Richard, Google. All right. Google him. He knows all the uh, moms. <laughs> all of them. Oh, yeah, he does. Right. He was singing a song about the five-second rule. <laughs> Teaching kids, uh, if you drop something, it's cool for five seconds. All, first of all, not safe. Wrong. Uh, but second of all, in the song, he's like, one, two, three, four, five. Five-second rule. Hey, um, that was not five seconds, dog. <laughs> Even by your own crazy, unsafe logic. Not a thing. No. Not at all. That wasn't five seconds. <laughs> You're also teaching kids the wrong perception of time. <laughs> Bad job. Uh, uh, oh, and then there's the wrap ladies. They um, oh. have those magic wraps that mm-hmm. you put on for 45 minutes, and it makes you skinny. Right. So Which is like a pyramid that. scheme, because like, there's some crazy fool that I went to high school with. <gasps> Shout out to Lindsay Shuttles. Congratulations on your great career. <laughs> um, <laughs> look her up, guys. She's some, and they work. That's the wraps are called. It works. Mm-hmm. That's the name of them. <laughs> In case you were wondering. In case uh, do they work? No, it works. Does it work or does it not work? It doesn't work. It works. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, there's also three bouncy houses, guys. I don't. You know, I don't know when this is coming out, but. Just so you know, earlier this week, we had a terrible bouncy house uh, incident <laughs> in which I flew away and three kids were terribly injured, falling 15 feet. And it's kind of a windy day. <laughs> so, uh, great job, safety fair. <laughs> safety fair, final thoughts. Well, you know, look, let's give the safety fair the benefit of the doubt. Like, there's, you know, a young lady who's got a booth and you can draw things. Like, you can draw, you can color bugs. You can a little coloring page with bugs. And all you have to do is just you color the bug, and then you write on it what bugs you, what feelings, 
bugs you, and then you get candy. Yeah, and then and then let's go ahead and eat after uh, that so we can eat our feelings. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to yeah. show kids how to be like safe that. and healthy. Mm. Josie, how, how many points of safety do you give the safety fair? Five. Oh, oh, that's a high rating. Good job. I was going to say point uh, three. <laughs> I was going to give it three. They, they've got signs on how to be safe. And those signs are true. They are helping some actual facts about how to be safe. It's just they're not showing you how to be safe. There was one very great sign about uh, safety from the sun. I appreciate that. Dan, what's your safety score? Uh, I give it a negative 100. Whoa. All right, all right. All right. Um, or, okay, no. I give it a positive hundred because oh. I think this is all the things you're not supposed to do and it's all like, oh, this is a safety fair, but then it's like, oh, but it's not, but it is. Speaking of safety, uh, what about the um, the shoe on top of a bench? Like the kid shoe that's just been left. One random there's, shoe. So there's some parent that's like got a kid that's clopping around like like all out of discombobulated because it's only got one shoe know where your kid's shoe is why does your kid not have a shoe on you think you'd be on top of that yeah as a human being that parent is going to be pissed when they get home because that looked like a kind of more expensive shoe like it wasn't just like a pay less special yeah and, and that parent's going to be really pissed when they get home and that kid only has one shoe when they get home when they when their car's all gross up from their kid's gross foot exactly. Whoa. monster all right guys that's the report from the safety fair wow not safe at all. It sounded like a nightmare. Oh, terrifying. Just terrifying. Um, I have so many questions. Bring it. Uh, but I'll start with a comment. What's up with people having tanks everywhere? That was a question. Okay, you're right. I, my girlfriend presently lives on the west side of Cincinnati. Now, a lot of people don't get over to the west side of Cincinnati. We talked about that before. But we've been to a few parks over there, um, with her child. And two of them had, one of them has a straight up tank just parked in front of it and the other one has a, a military cannon and not like the old military cannons because in the south they also had weird cannons everywhere what was that one place we went to on a field trip that one time they had cannons everywhere brad shiloh shiloh, shiloh. Yeah. just the name of that that sounds like a good dog name just like bemis sounds like a really good dog name um so <laughs> brad i would advocate that your miniature one your second miniature uh golden doodle uh be named shiloh no Bemis? Definitely not. How about Bemis? How about old Bemis? Ugh. How about you get a Why used you... miniature be, be, uh, miniature uh, poodle and name it Bemis? Alex, why are you trying to make me hate Golden Doodles? <laughs> um, but that being said, it was a modern cannon at the park, and I thought, why are there so many, like, large firearms at parks? That's weird, isn't it? Why was this tank there? Now, these are out of commission. These are more for show in the west side of Cincinnati, I hope. But at this festival, the safety festival, Brad, were they teaching kids how to use tanks in a proper way? Or, like, what was the deal? Uh, I don't know. But, like, it was, like, driving around. There was, like, a cop, like, driving it around a little bit. It looked like he was about to hit people, by the way. Wait, there was someone driving the tank around? Oh, yeah. That ain't cool. And then then he, like, parked it. And then he was, like, the asshole was just, like, standing on top of it. Not safe. No. No. Uh, By the way, I just double-checked. And, yeah, there was a movie called Shiloh uh, about a dog. Aww. So uh, that's Shiloh. clearly what you're thinking of, a 1997 film. Interesting. Ridiculously unsafe. Goodness, there's so many other questions. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you ask kids to write down, what was it, what they don't feel safe about? No, no, there's like little uh, cutout like bugs, and you're supposed to write what bugs you. And then you take it and you like you like you get it out of your system and then you get a piece of candy. So you're teaching kids to eat their feelings, I guess. Basically, you're also um, getting, but all, 
So what them. they're really doing, what they're really doing is stealing kids' fears. There's a lot of kids are getting exploited by from every angle. Kids Guys, they're taking your dreams. Every- they're taking your dreams. They're taking your fears. What's it all about? Like, who's behind it? Look behind you right now. Watch out. Um, I am kind of jealous. I wish I'd have gone to the safety fair because it sounds pretty interesting. It's pretty crazy. Um, any monsters there besides the people who are stealing children's uh, ideas or what? I mean, them? well, people selling false, false medical treatments are always monsters. What are those weird wraps that make you look skinny? That's not a thing. Uh, well, I mean, I know it's a thing. Like you can market it, but I don't really it's, think it's a thing that works, right? No, of course not. I mean, it's it, like it's a, if anything, it's a glorified like spanks and or corset, right? Well, Alex, it works. Oh, does it? It works. It oh. doesn't work, but, but it works. But the product is called It Works. Oh, it's called It Works. That is awesome. Yeah, and if you need some, um, just uh, just hit up uh, Lindsay Shuttles, because uh, uh, that's all she posts about, is uh, trying to sell these wraps in her weird pyramid scheme. Oh, my goodness. Shout someone, out to people we went to high school with. Someone that we know is selling this. Maybe we check on the check on the Facebook group for like our uh, our like high school reunion, which is still active and weird. That is very um, weird. There's she she's got some posts. Hey guys, just so you know, I'm selling these wraps. They're called it just works. Works for what? Uh, put them on, it makes you lose weight. Magic. Yeah, it's bullshit. It works body wraps by skinny wraps. No, thank you. Yeah, it's the these worst. things are sixty dollars a piece. Well, Alex, they they make you lose weight. I don't think they make you lose weight. Don't they just make you look slightly skinnier? No, you put them around you for 45 minutes and you magically lose weight. It takes out the toxins. Um, the the one, like the step thing, did you see this on the website? I definitely haven't been to the website. I haven't been to the website. There's a, there's a nine-step process. Step one, you get your applicator. You do something in a microwave, it looks like. You put a sticker on you. Of, and you wrap yourself in cellophane. You drink some water. You set the microwave for 45 minutes. I don't know why you're setting a microwave for 45 minutes. And then you take it off and your stomach looks the same. It literally looks the same. <laughs> in the nine step. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the nine step program, it looks the same. Uh, what are you cooking in the microwave? <laughs> Drink some water, cook something in the microwave for 45 minutes. Hey, take it off. Your stomach looks the same. My before, my after also looks the same. How much would you pay for this, Brad? I would try one if they gave me like 10 bucks. Similar products sell for $270. Nope. No one's paying $270 for this. You can get this whole package for $109. No, uh, thank you. No, that's stupid. How about you just exercise? How about you just work out? Yeah. In the 45 minutes you have to wait with the microwave on, (laughs) you definitely could just squeeze in a workout. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. It works, though. Apparently it works, Brad. Yeah, that sounds like a straight-up safety nightmare. I'm glad you guys went there and got it properly. I I hope Cedric was there with you and you were able to actually teach kids. You should have given out Ramjack safety cards. Well, uh, you know... Still waiting on those posters, still waiting on those uh, safety stickers. Uh, oh, true, true, true. A lot of, a lot of things uh, still waiting on. Uh... Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack once again. Um, Brad, there's other ways to get into show, contact with the show, right? You don't have to go to a safety fair. But if no. you're a safety fair in your area, please go to it and let us know what's up. Is there a park with a working tank uh, next to you? Maybe see what's up. Give us a call. What's the phone number? You can call us, 206-339-5894. Nice. Let us know what's happening. 
Uh, we love voicemails. Uh, you can also send us an email at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. Uh, we're on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Go to the website ramjackpodcast.com and go to the wiki. It's awesome. The wiki is pretty pretty straight up awesome. There's a lot of work going into that, and I really appreciate it. Um, personally, it's 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 a fun time. It's it's a wonderful way to go down memory lane. Um, go on iTunes, give us reviews. Obviously, you can also go to Facebook and join our Facebook group. Do it. It's a fun time. We're here. And tell your tell your friends and family. Like, tell your friends. Tell, tell your families. Tell them all. Tell everyone you know. Should we have ramjack parties? Should we just take a cue from these pyramid schemes and have, hey, have a ramjack party? Get your favorite episode and gather people around what looks like an old-timey radio. Guys, I know there's a lot of, a lot of scary things out there. Mm. Um, a, lot, a lot of people pretend to be things they aren't. Yep. Alex, personally, I'd like to recommend you check out uh, this last week's episode of Catfish. Um, oh. I really just started getting into this show, but it took place in Cincinnati and saw a lot of very familiar local haunts. What? Um, and some very familiar locations. So what? I would say, and a crazy twist. So really get on that. So beware, guys. There are monsters out there all around you. And the best thing you should do is maybe just look to your left. And if it's not there, look behind you. And then close your eyes. Keep them closed. Because when you open them, front of you staring directly into your eyes open them <laughs> goodbye goodbye bye <laughs> good hey good luck goodbye bye <laughs> goodbye Look at me.